Welcome to A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. We are so honored to have our guest host, Jody Caracosta. Jody is the Vice President at Somebody Cares America and Somebody Cares International, and she's here to share a message on why our responses matter for the sake of God's name. I also want to encourage you when the episode ends to go to somebodycares.org. A box is going to pop up. You'll enter your email address and you can choose which content you'd like to receive from us. You may want to know more about our prayer initiatives, our compassion outreaches, leadership development, and leadership connection opportunities, as well as disaster relief. So be sure to go to somebodycares.org and sign up for those emails. Now let's lean in today as Jody shares. Like so many other families, my family experienced several significant losses in the past year, leaving my emotions raw and agitated. Little things caused oversized reactions from me. I was doing and saying things that were completely out of character. It was just not who I am. I was not acting like me. I'm a, I'm a child and ambassador of God. I could have blamed my behavior on the losses and the crazy year we all experienced, but conviction of the Holy Spirit would not excuse me. As I was reading in the book of Ezekiel during my devotion time one day, a verse leapt out at me. Ezekiel 20 verse 14. In the Message Bible it reads, But I thought better of it and acted out of who I was, not by what I felt, so that I might be honored and not blasphemed by the nations who had seen me bring them out. The NIV version says, But for the sake of my name I did what would keep it from being profaned in the eyes of the nations in whose sight I had brought them out. In Ezekiel, prior to that verse, God is recounting how Israel had rebelled against him in the desert after all he had done for them. Understandably, God was hurt and angry. It says he seriously considered unleashing his anger on them right there. That's in Ezekiel 20, verse 13. But he didn't do it. Instead, he acted out of who he was. He acted in a way that would glorify his great name which is also who he is and will forever be. As we continue to assist in disaster relief and crisis response across the globe, we are cognizant that it takes local impact to sustain true transformation. These communities need the help before, during, and after the need arises. We need consistent resources to help those courageous leaders on the front line in their communities across the world. You can be a part of transforming lives by giving today at somebodycares.org. When God gave Moses the Ten Commandments in Exodus 34, he also told Moses who he is. Verses 6 through 8 says, The Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. Thinking back to Ezekiel, even though God was furious at his unfaithful people, their actions and those circumstances did not change who God is or how he behaves. Ezekiel continues to recount the rebellious history of Israel and how time and again God did not treat them as they deserved. Instead of judgment, 
God promises to reveal himself to the children of Israel by responding out of who he is for the sake of his name. In Ezekiel 20 verse 44, it says, But dear Israel, you'll also realize that I am God when I respond to you out of who I am, not by what I feel about the evil lives you've lived, the corrupt history you've compiled. In the NIV, it says, You will know that I am the Lord when I deal with you for my name's sake and not according to your evil ways and your corrupt practices, you people of Israel, declares the Sovereign Lord. As I pondered all of this, I was reminded of two great truths. The first, God will always respond out of who he is. His character and nature will not change when circumstances change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Hebrews 13, 8, it tells us that. He's our God. He's our Father, and He loves us. So when I'm unfaithful, He's still faithful. When I mess up, disappoint, or anger Him, I don't need to fear retribution. He will always act out of compassion and grace, love and faithfulness. This also applies to His response to the actions and misdeeds of others. Even when we think God should rain down fire from heaven on the wicked, God is slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness, not desiring that any should perish. Because that is his desire, it should also be our desire. Instead of getting worked up, disillusioned, or disheartened when we see perpetrators of evil, we should recognize they are prisoners of Satan in bondage themselves and plead with God for their salvation. This is not always easy to do without allowing the Holy Spirit to work in us. Please don't misunderstand. God does not condone or overlook wickedness and evil. Neither should we. He gives every opportunity for repentance before his wrath is felt, but he will act to protect the oppressed. When he does, his judgment is swift and final. Our hearts should ache for the objects of his wrath. Without his saving grace, it could be us. The second great truth applies directly to me and you if you're a child of God. As his children and ambassadors for him in this world, I must also act out of who I am, not how I feel. Since we carry his name, our actions must also be for the sake of his name. As we all know, this is not easy. But the Apostle Paul encourages us to continue to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in us to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. And Paul says that in Philippians 2 verses 12 through 15. So when I'm feeling unsettled, overwhelmed, angry, disheartened, or any number of other negative emotions, I cannot react out of those feelings. When circumstances are grim or my environment is not comfortable, again, I cannot react to them. Instead, as a child and ambassador of God, I am called to respond as he does. My words, my social media posts, my actions should all reflect his love, his mercy, and his truth. When I fail, I have to repent before God, and if possible, also repent to those who are at the receiving end of my tirade or behavior. And if you're a believer in Jesus, that applies to you too. Take down anything you've posted online that misrepresents the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5, 17-20 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. 
The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the same message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Our response to irritations and challenges or problems may be the very thing that causes somebody else to reconcile with God through Christ. As we work out our salvation, which is totally free through the death and resurrection of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit works in us, our response will be that of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Does that sound familiar? That's the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Throughout history, God has acted for his name's sake to reveal his loving kindness to a sinful humanity. The Apostle Paul tells us in 1 John 2, 12, your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake because we are beneficiaries of his forgiveness and are adopted into his family. We too must do all we can for his name's sake. We are children of God, representatives of him to a dying world. He will always act out of his loving nature to rescue the perishing, and so must we. Thank you so much, Jody, for sharing that word and reminding us that our actions and responses in this life matter, that what we do could be the very thing that causes others to reconcile back to the heart of the Father. And isn't that what we're called to do, is to rise up, calling the hearts of the fathers back to the sons and the sons back to the fathers. So I want to pray for us today. Father God, we thank you, God, for this reminder today. God, that we know that whatever we sow to is what we're going to reap. And so, Father, we pray that we would walk in humility. God, we're asking for the spirit of gentleness to be seen in us, for the fruit of the spirit, God, to be evident in our lives. God, that we would be the ambassadors of Christ on this earth, and that we would bear your name well. We thank you for that, God, that we cannot do it in our own power, but it is through the Spirit of God. It is through what Christ has done for us, the work of the cross, that enables us and empowers us today to walk in your steps, Jesus. So we thank you for that. In your name we pray. Amen. Today, I want to encourage you, if you've prayed that prayer, maybe in your heart today as you were listening to Jody, you felt that conviction and you felt like oh, there's some things I need to make right with God. We want to partner with you in prayer. You can email prayer at somebodycares.org. You can call our prayer line at 855-459-CARE. Again, that's 855-459-CARE. That's a 24-hour prayer line that you can call or text. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.